Hello, and welcome back to episode 18 of No! This Song! With me, Kiefer Wilkinson. I'm back again. Why do you keep tuning in? I appreciate it. Yes, and this week I'm joined by the wonderful Mark Rocks. Welcome, Mark! Hello, hello. Thank you, Kiefer. Yes. It is I, Mark Fox. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Mark is a co-host of the Celtic Queens of Pop, and we live for that podcast. Yes, yes, me and my my best pal, Ross, have a little fellow pop music podcast all about songs that got more justice on the Irish and Scottish charts as opposed to the English charts. So we're really um, taking our, our heritage very seriously while we both live in Manchester and avail of various English customs. So, yeah. Obsessed. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so me and Mark, you see at the bus together and Mark is definitely probably the only person I know that's more obsessed with music than I am, which is saying something. And we used to talk about music on the bus to and from school, literally yeah, constantly. Much non-stop yeah whenever sharing ipod earphones yes on the, uh, <clears throat> on the ulster bus yep good times Very you remember too, i always remember being me and mark always had a really good understanding too if we were in, like bad moods they're like okay i'm just gonna listen to my ipod and you're and we would just sit side by side on the bus with our headphones in and just be a total piece of and like just, not need to be just nod our heads and bop while the other one got through the mood. And I mean, look at us now. That's still how I deal with bad moods, Kate. That's <laughs> how I thrive. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I need everyone in my life to understand that when I put both earphones in, that's my time. That's Mark's time. Just oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. I used to, when I lived in London, wear my headphones on the train with like no music even playing half the time. I feel mm-hmm. like that's a universal symbol of don't talk to me. Just leave me be. Yeah. I have mine in probably like 24-7, even when I worked in my last job in the office, I would keep my earphones in most of the time. It's just, you just need your own, your own space, your own mental space. I also didn't know that you had lived in London, by the way. I was very surprised when yeah. I heard that on the podcast. No, no. Oh my so God, I literally, as well. funnily enough, this week, maybe it's next week, is like, it's a year, a year today that I moved home. So I moved home literally right before the pandemic hit. I mean, you chose we, a good time to move home. Yeah. So me and Sarah Rob both lived together in London and we were to come home that first week of April, like literally right before Easter. And we got an email from Ryanair being like, you either come basically no, two or... weeks early or you're you're locked in London. And we had like obviously given up our contract and our house and everything. Yeah. So we like, well, then we'll be homeless. So oh, it was so sad that you didn't get to say bye in like a big kind of normal way that you would have yeah it's really strange it was funny because I was texting a friend from London recently and I was saying you know it's mad because I thought I'd be back to at least like go and visit everybody and like at Uh least have said bye properly now but like we didn't really get the chance to which is really sad but like annoying equally so glad that we live when we did but I was also going to say um being because being stuck in a city with all of this happening is like it's just shit. Oh, it's so it shit. It really, oh. Yeah, Mind Steve me. being here for COVID, like, and actually being, like, living out in the country and, like, just even being able to go for a walk and not, yeah. like, knowing you're not bumping into anybody, knowing that you're, like, was just so much better than, like, we lived in a wonderful, really nice apartment, but it was, like, slap bang in the middle of Stratford and... <laughs> nah nah it was just never we'd have probably killed each other as well like we lived very well together me and sarah but we yeah probably killed each other just from you, crazy you just would have gone a bit mad yeah so good good timing that you got back but yeah i just i thought i'd let you know i was surprised i didn't know that you had left oh my god yeah. i didn't know you didn't know and you've been go. in manchester for years <laughs> it has been 10 10 years last september which is strange because I haven't aged a day. Look at me. You haven't. Like You've uh, just grown a little joking. bit of like double. Before that, beautiful. Um, no, beautiful boyish. Haggard as fuck. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, lived in Manchester for 10, 10 and a half years. Yeah, mad. That's crazy. It does not seem like that length of time you've been there. No, it literally feels like I've, I've blinked and now it's been 10 years. <laughs> there we go. That's just, just must just be what aging is. This is it. It's a scary <laughs> thing. But Mark is here and we are prepared to give you 
more songs that need justice, mm-hmm. that need people to be reminded of. It's just remind you that there's such good music out there. Uh-huh. That's the whole point of this podcast. There's great music. And mm-hmm. we keep listening to the same old shit. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I had a gut feeling. I went for it. I've just, I keep stop questioning what I'm going to pick every week. And I'm just like, I'm just going with the first song that comes to my head. Okay. Which is a good choice. This song was released in 2007, but it was off an album from 2006. Now, this album was the third album released by a Canadian female singer. And let's say that year was mega for her. Okay. You could not walk for this woman, woman's songs or her being featured in songs. She was it at that time. A lot of songs came off this album. So this is actually the final song from the album that was released. Okay. A lot of songs came out of this album. Uh, The song title, is it one word? It's two words, but two very short words. Oh no, oh no, 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 no. Right, a, a Canadian. It was her third album. Her third album. Which I was surprised <gasps> that I thought it was only oh, her Oh my God, I know it. Um, do I know it? Or do I like? Go on, give us a shout. Tell us what you think. Right, you have four it. chances. Mark is going No, no, this is serious. <laughs> is there any other clues? I was going okay. to say N- Nelly Furtado, but I don't think. It is her. Oh my god, I'm it. Right, wait. And it's it's two words. So there was promiscuous, there was man eater, there was say it right, there was all good things come to an end. Why can I not remember the other single off that album? This is so annoying. I'm so close. You're my so mind close. Like I I love this album. Wait. Because and this is what's so funny. I picked the song and then remembered afterwards that me and you used to talk about this album, particularly this all song. The time. Oh my god! Uh, uh, no, it's completely. Should I? My should head. I? Should I start? I'll give you the first line of it because she talks at the very start of it. Yes. Can someone um stop me up at the start? I'm at the door, I'm waiting at the door. You still do it? Do it? Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh. It's Nelly Furtado's. Do it. Fucking hell, keep up. What a choice. I know. What a choice. Oh, yes. This yes, song. Yeah. This song, though. Oh, honestly. That, uh, that's, that album. That album. Jesus Amazing. Christ. But that like, song in particular. Oh. So, Nelly Furtado, as I said, she couldn't, couldn't have put a foot out of place for no. trying. No. Like, every song off that album is just, we got Maneater. We've got Promiscuous Girl. We have Say It Right, which is the song that I forgot about. And then whilst looking up this song, I was like, Say It Right is the best song of all time. Like, up there. Say It Right is flawless. Flawless. All Good Things Come to the End, which was like a huge number one hit in the UK. Mm -hmm. And Do It, which in my opinion... Didn't get enough song. It's not. Yeah. However, by far, my favourite song from that album. Ah, oh, Kefa. And do you know what's even proof that it did flop? The fact that it took me at least 50% longer to remember that song rather than rather than the other ones. Uh-huh. Jesus, she really, really was, she was in her bag during Loose era. That was chef's kiss of an album. It was fabulous. So this song, just to give you an idea of how much it flopped hard, oh. I couldn't even find it on the Irish charts. So oh. that gives you that. The UK gave it number 75. The US put it to 88. Now I got number one on the US dance chart. But as we've said before on this, that's just dance that's chart. consolation prize. No one cares. Those, those, I think those dance charts are literally from like DJs playing it in a club and then they send what they play in a club to the chart. It, it means nothing. It's a consolation prize at best. A hundred percent. So basically this song flopped hard. Mm. however you kind of understand that like this is the fifth song i think that was released from the album so like fair play to her because it's still amazing and like mm-hmm. probably at that point people were just a wee bit like okay nelly we get it you've wrote a lot of great songs i mean yeah and when she was like 
because it really was relentless that era it was man eater and then i think by the time man eater was even slightly dying down we got promiscuous even when that was slightly going down then we got say it right it really was non-stop you don't really get eras anymore where people would release this much music obviously we've got had dua lipa this year mm-hmm. and she's really bringing that back she's also cited nelly potato as a massive influence really? on her most recent album mm-hmm. do you know so, what you could see that parallel. I would have never have thought of that actually, but you could definitely see that parallel now you said it. Yeah. So like Nelly's Nelly's impact is still being felt, but so yeah, do it. Not not doing it. Um, it is not too much of a surprise because it was the fifth song and she'd been doing so much. Also, by that stage, I presume everybody owned the album. Do you know what I mean? True. True. Yeah. And like 2006 is not the time of buying singles. Like no, this no. was the year of Lime Wire. This Lime was, Wire. was blowing up the family computer with so many viruses. Oh, like 100%. Although I would just like the record to show that I did in fact have a physical copy of this. So I I contributed to Ms. Ms. Furtado's, I don't know, holiday hope. You did not commit a not. crime. Is what no, no. Said. I'm sure I committed many other uh, <laughs> music downloading crimes, but... Uh, not for Ms. Furtado. No, 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 no not for Ms. Furtado. Very much above board for my Canadian queen. So this song, to give a quick rundown for those of you who don't know. So it's like, do like you do it to me. I'm burning up. Do it like you do it to me. It's not enough. Not enough. Beautiful yeah. song. We uh, just live for all of the, the loveliness. It's just beautiful it's like nice it's boppy however i didn't realize it was so sexual it, it well i mean keep it the song is called do it i know <laughs> my poor innocent mind like oh she just fancies this guy and she wants her to like kiss her and i'm no. like no 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 <laughs> no 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 i think this song is probably the uh, um inspiration for the album being called loose she was yeah. very free and free free and easy on do it oh very much so literally they said that the song is a 1980s dance music influenced and uh, the song's protagonist asks a lover to satisfy her sexually. And I was like, well, there you go. That that explains it fully. And but you know yeah. what? Good for her. Good for her. Demand yeah. what you want, Nellie. Go for it. Mm-hmm. You know, she was sexually liberal before it was cool to before be sexually cool. liberal. Well, she brought that she taught me the word promiscuous. I had never heard that word before. Never heard of it. I specifically recall asking my mother, Dorothy Rocks, what it meant. And she just said, someone who kisses a lot of people. (laughs) (laughs) We are a stan of Dorothy Rocks Mm -hmm. on this podcast. We are. We are. They try to say that it's kind of, when she was explaining the song, she said it's in like 1980s, that kind of surreal, dreamlike, dream state is what she's going for and I definitely think succeeded in which is mm. probably why I wasn't so aware of the fact it was sexual. Kifa you were taken away by the vibe you were taken yes. away by the summer feel the atmosphere you were just you were in it you were in the club vibe you weren't necessarily you know listening no. to her not so subtle come-ons to me sexual party I mean yes I mean Bless literally what it is. Do, it, do it like you do it to me I'm burning up I mean yeah here I thought she was talking about the summer I know, I know. <laughs> however unfortunately which is probably another reason why the song may have not done so well was that it got caught up in a little plagiarism controversy you know these things happen Timbaland was basically sued because he produces literally every song off that album. He was sued by Finnish singer Jan Sonny. One of the lines, one of the music in the background, you know, now I know music. Stuff, yeah. Yeah, it was a ripoff of his acid jazz evening song. Anyway, they settled out of court. So, guilty party. That's good. Well, as long as they settled out of court. And what's a bit of acid jazz among, acid jazz among friends? Do you know what I mean? 100%. Oh, good. Yeah. So another reason. Now I looked up the music video because I remember it being in my nostalgia of it. I remember it being a lot more iconic than what it actually is. Um, it's basically just like her dancing around with her dancers and getting ready to go in and out of clubs, and then actually they're filming her music video, 
What was iconic about it, which the minute it came up, was she wears a red bandeau dress with huge big pink zipper up the front of it and a yellow belt. And I remember this as being chic, the coolest <laughs> epitome of cool that you could ever get. And the looking back, styling. the height, however, <laughs> not so the height wise looking back at it, but you know, I, I mean, thought I should wear that. I personally think that the noughties in general is like a fashion vacuum. I know everyone thinks that it's, you know, it's ironic to look back on it now and everything like that, but that whole velour tracksuit and everything being tight and all that sort of stuff. I just see the noughties as a real black hole for fashion. And it sounds like per Nelly and her color blocking outfits fit right in there. A hundred percent. And actually funny you should say that because I saw recently that I think it might have been Kim Kardashian was trying to bring back the velour jumpsuit. And I was just like, no, leave it in the past. I don't care what anyone says. I don't want Juicy Couture in Demonte on my ass. I don't want that low-rise jogger. I'm I'm not going to lie to you, Kifa. I would wear the fuck out of a pair of Demonte Juicy Couture bottoms, but I have not got my hands on any yet. (laughs) If anybody knows where we could get Mark a lovely velour pink. Pink? Are we going for pink? I would go for pink. Thank you, Kifa. You know me. Yes. You're welcome. We'd like a hot pink. We do want Juicy Couture. Do not come sure, with yeah. some skims knockoff. No, no, um, no. Please hook a gal up. Appreciate that would be it. fantastic. And it doesn't matter what it says in Diamante on the on the ass. I will take whatever. So it's fine. As long as you can get me the tracks at bottoms, that would be great. <laughs> Thank you. You want the match and zip up? Um, you know what? It's good to have. I know we're going into summer, so I'm probably not going to need it, but it'll be good to have it as we transition into autumn eventually later in the year. So yes, please, the matching top. Cords. Cords are all Also, the peak of it is this wonderful feather peacock dance that she does. Very burlesque. Very detravantees. We've got mm. a great green, green, bright green feather thing going on that she dances to at the end. And you know what? Fair fucks, because she gave us nothing but wonderful music videos throughout this era, which also must be said. She really did just, it's absolutely mental to look back on that era, because whenever I like think about like that time in my life, whenever I was like, I would have been what, 14 when that album came out. Like I remember almost every year of my life based on what album I was listening to. So it was like loose and then it was. Love the Angel Music Baby by Gwen. And then it was Rihanna, Good Girl Gone Bad. Like, it, I just remember Blackout then. Like, it just went yeah. that way. But what's weird to me now is that uh, Nelly, despite having the, being the one that kicked it all off, and, you know, you can still hear the influence of, like, there's a lot of loose in Blackout and that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. But Nelly's career just died. Stopped. It just stopped after Loose. And I think she maybe took a little bit too long between Loose and the, the next album because there was some good stuff on that next album. But it's just very, it was just such a lightning in a bottle moment for her, wasn't it? Like working with Timbaland, her shedding her sort of folky look. And, you know. We were no longer like a bird. Here. We were no. like coming to eat your man. Yes, like, I'm telling you. Yes, she really, really. And, and I mean, I mean, basically, the main change was just slightly tighter clothing and some eyeliner, but it's made <laughs> the world of difference. And yeah. it's just really, it's, it's annoying to me that because the career has sort of, for in all intents and purposes, at least in the wider public's eye, sort of ended after Loose, we don't necessarily get to, Loose isn't given the credit it's deserved because nobody talks about her anymore. Do you know yes. what I mean? A hundred percent, um, which is why this song is so important to this podcast because it's like hide on a second what a choice this is a great song also filled with so many other great songs because the minute i looked it up as i said the first thing that came to my mind was say it right because straight into my mind it came that oh you don't mean nothing at all me like song sorry no that's amazing. Yep. Yeah. And also that whole album in general has actually aged really well. I don't think there's mm-hmm. one because like it starts with Afraid and it's like a really, really it's the pure Timbaland kind of song. Like it just sounds as fresh as it did when it came out all those years ago. And I'm yeah. just hoping that like 
I don't know, there's some kind of TikTok trend that brings Nelly the attention she deserves again and and people start reevaluating it because please loose in general I want to get a, the appreciation it deserves but I'm really really happy that you chose do it because as yeah. I said I'm part of the problem I forgot it so did Mark mm-hmm. I'm glad that we we've had this talk and you you saw the error of your ways I've seen the light the other thing to mention is is that not only did she have such a wide range of influence into the music world. She influenced my phone choices. Yeah. I vividly remember watching, and I, I'm saying promiscuous, but it mightn't be promiscuous, girl. But in the music video, she had this wonderful Nokia phone that was the 360 swivel phone. I was obsessed. I remember saving so much money to go and buy this phone. It was coming up to my birthday. So I was like, we will pay for half. The phone was £95, bearing in mind, a Nokia, like, still like a beep, beep, beep. Uh-huh. Um, £95, I had to save for half of it. And I thought I was the baddest bitch in the world for, like, because it swiveled in both ways. Uh-huh. And I and you could, even if it got up to the top, you could push it either way. The baddest bitch. I think I recall being incredibly jealous of you getting that phone. It was gold, because... cream, and brown, and it yes. was sexy. Oh. I still love that phone. That was a stunning phone. That was also a phone that was used in a Rihanna video as well. I think it was used in SOS. I think you're and, right. Yes, and also a Cassie single. Yes. Long way to go. Yeah. yeah. That, I think that that's phone, the other one. Yeah, that phone got around. So it because did. Because I, I think that, that phone... That that phone was like a collection of phones. I can't believe we're on this, but it's just <laughs> vivid in my mind. Yep. There was that one. Then there was like a, just like a normal brick phone, but it was like stylish. And then they had one. Someone had it in school. I cannot remember, but it was like a, like really small rectangular, almost like. That weird thing. It looked like an MP3 player. Yes, but it yes. was a phone. Like it either pushed up or it swiveled as well. And it yeah. was like a collection and it was all in every music videos. Mm-hmm. But I, cause I, I got the gold because I was like, that is high class. That is chic. But it also came in black. And I feel like it also came in orange. Came in, it came in pink. Oh, I it came in pink? pink one. Yes, I really wanted the pink one. I can still so vividly see that pink one. In my, it was like a nice dusky pink on the front. And it had little sort of floral things up the side on yeah. the pink one. Yeah, I really, really wanted that phone. So... Let's also remember, we might have not good fashion choices, but we had great music and great technology, stylish technology. Great tech. like the, yeah. peak, the peak of when a brick phone looked good. Okay. A, a really good time, you know, and I'm also absolutely horrified at the fact that it cost £95. Like, imagine <laughs> now being presented with like an iPhone and it's only £95. £95. Oh, and it colored screen. I remember that too. That was the, that was the real kick was that it was a colored <laughs> screen. It was a real shock at the time, wasn't it? Right. Oh, excuse me, we're outside of black and white. <laughs> like For all you Gen Zers, yes, that was the thing. <laughs> like Dorothy leaving Kansas. That was how we felt when we got ourselves a coloured coloured screen. Yeah. I didn't yeah. have much in school, but I did have the fact that I had that phone. You had your nice 360 phone. Yeah, exactly. A good, a good, a good badge of honour, I would say. 100%. So there you go, folks. There's my choice. Um, Mark. I look forward to this <clears throat> immensely. Okay, okay. Um, <clears throat> so it is a song by an X Factor winner. It was released in 2011, so it's almost 10 years old now. Okay. It was to be the first single off this artist's third album. However, this is why I'm talking about this song. It ended up underperforming, and so it ended up becoming an album orphan, and it didn't actually make it onto any album. But it was released? It was released, yep. It was released as the lead single, and then the response to the song was a little bit more muted than it should have been, and it ended up becoming an album orphan and was left off. <gasps> okay. I, I, I really, I, tr- I tried to, I, I, I'm really worried you won't know the song, but I feel like when you, when, you, when I tell you what it is, you'll, you'll remember it. A lot of people forget this song, but it needs, it needs some love. It's fine. If I don't know it, we'll listen to it. My, my brain goes uh-huh. straight to Leona Lewis. Okay, right. It's Leona Lewis. 
Mm-hmm. Um, do you know what? I'm not going to get it because all I can think of is Bleeding Love and there's no way it's Bleeding Love. Oh, can God. No, 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 no. Of a song. <clears throat> so no. hit me okay. with it. The song is called Collide. Yes. No, wait. Did this not... I know this because this is the right. song that was like then became like a it was also kind of taken on as like a dance song. Well, it was a dance song. It was released. <laughs> this at, was yes. amazing. Wait. Yes. This is amazing. This is what I was thinking, but I was like, no, I thought this was on the album. <gasps> yes. It, it actually was eventually left off the album. Collide. Oh my God. Wait. Play. Do you remember it? <laughs> Yes. 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 Oh, make you happy hearing it. <laughs> yes. Oh, thank God. I'm glad it was a good choice. So the straight away when you said it, because I was like 2011. I remember 2011 so well because that was like me finishing school, about to go into uni. So like I we talk about this all the time in our like friendship group about the music in 2011 to like yeah. 2014. Uh-huh. It's just amazing. And this comes to mind because I just remember being out in nightclubs and it coming on and being like, this is the best time of my life. It is such a stunning song. I remember so vividly hearing about what she was going to do for her third album by no stretch of the imagination was I like a mad Leona Lewis stan but I loved her voice and I loved her first album and I thought I will always be here for whatever she does because I like her heard that she was going to go down a dance route and I was over the moon because I was like her vocal will really really fit in with that I think this was around the same time as like when love takes over with Kelly Rowling David Guetta and everything so I was like right okay she will be able to absolutely body a song like that Collide came along. Funnily enough, there was a plagiarism issue with it as well. She basically released it. Yeah, she basically released it. And then Avicii (laughs) tweeted and was like, why has nobody told me that Leona Lewis is releasing a song with my music on it? And (gasps) That's what, right, that's what I was thinking. Because I was like, I'm pretty sure there was two songs, but like one was Avicii and one was like just her lyrics. No, they're the same song. So she, she released she released Collide and I remember listening to it and I was just like, Jesus Christ, this is stunning. So I am so on board. And then, and then Avicii, may he rest in peace, uh, tweeted being like, oh, someone really needs to ring me because she's basically just taken my song. But they had apparently been working with each other and it just hadn't been cleared or something like that. And then it took like three or four days and eventually they reached an agreement and it ended up becoming Leona Lewis slash Avicii collide yeah but in my head that song was going to be the summer hit I thought it was going to just be huge everywhere I think it charted at number four in the UK so it didn't do too badly but it clearly didn't do well enough for what her label thought it was going to do and they basically halted everything to do with that new album she went away recorded a whole bunch of really really boring music like safe music and came back and relaunched the album with like an Emily Sande written song which you would 100% not know I think it's called Trouble like it was it was dire yeah and then the rest is history she got dropped after that album and (gasps) if they had just committed to her dance sound number four is not bad for a lead single she had no it's not and it's I remember it being really big like it was on every night out and yeah. on the radio and stuff all the time i remember yeah. it being really popular i'm quite surprised because i would have never well that's the thing the album i remember it being like popular at the time also like i was at uni at the time and i feel like people were not really checking for leona lewis like people that i was at uni with so i'm sort of <laughs> bopping away to it myself Obviously, it did well getting to number four, but I think it's a song that is massively forgotten now. I think Leona Lewis herself is kind of forgotten about a little bit now, unless it gets she to Christmas is, and yeah. people play. That's a real shame. There are at least, I can make like a really, really robust, you know, 10 song Leona Lewis playlist that's like 10 out of 10 the whole way through. So she shouldn't be forgotten about the way that she is and Collide would probably be number one on that playlist. 
I feel like I always was standing on like a bit of a soapbox for her at the start because I was like, she's exactly what the X Factor set out to find, which was someone who could globally be very successful. And because she kind of had it all. She was an amazing singer. She was drop dead gorgeous. Stunning. And yeah, like, because Blade Love and stuff was just, it was a great, great song. And this was also really good. So it it is surprising that she kind of just petered out. But that sounds like bad managerial decisions. Bad. But I think just bad decisions were made in her career. And there's times when, you know, someone like her, because I don't think she wrote any of her music. So at that point, whenever you don't write the music, you really are only as good as the last song that you've been given. You know, you have to work with the right people. And I think she just sort of, I still think if she had, stayed on that dance route she would have been right in the middle of that trend of dance music Mm. and absolutely huge and it would have carried her through in a nice way I just absolutely adore Collide I really think so good but Kifa even I had forgotten about it you know I don't know what happened to me recently where where Leona Lewis came into my head but I was thinking about this podcast and I was trying to think of like what song I would actually really love to shine a little bit of a light on and I had various other ones and somehow Leona Lewis came into my head and I was like no no it has to be collide it has to be such a shout and I think it's oh because it does it does take me back to like summer vibes of like being in a nightclub and like that whole build up into the chorus of like everybody like they used to turn the lights on in the nightclubs everybody would just start shouting like crash into me I am so jealous that you had that experience. I, oh. have never, I have never once heard that song on a night out. And I am telling you now, I would probably spontaneously combust if I heard that song on a night out now. Mark, Belfast nights out. It was just, you know, it was the best of times. It was the worst, <laughs> it was the worst of times. Worst of times. <laughs> well, well, as soon as, as, soon as uh, Ms. Rona Fs off, I'm going to go to every single club I can find and just politely, politely request that they, they indulge me in a bit of Leona Lewis. Collide. Also, the prob the probability, the re- probability, the reason why that song has obviously got played in Belfast so much was because Avicii. The, well, this was not because of, oh my God, what a pop moment for Leona Lewis. This no. was a lethal Avicii's on another song. Avicii's on, Avicii's on a bop. To be fair, I enjoy myself, a, you know, a little bit of Avicii every now and then. Oh, I'm not course. really... I'm not really a big dance queen, you know. I don't really tend to enjoy dance music that much. I like it when it sounds like something like Collide, where it has a bit more of a softness to it. Collide always sounds to me like a almost like a wave coming in on a beach, and then when it comes into that big chorus, it literally crashes into the beach, but then it all fades out again into the verses and stuff. It's very soothing. I never feel like I'm being beat over the head by the brilliance oh, of the song, you know? That was a lovely metaphor. I don't think we've had anything explained so well on this podcast. Oh, Thank I'm you sorry, for I'm, I'm sorry for that really, really wanky uh, English lit no, description of a song, but there you go. <laughs> no, That's how I, think I feel about Clyde. Still vividly remember. So if you look at the artwork for the song, it says Leona Lewis dash Avicii, and then it says Clyde. It's very pretty, simple artwork. She looks lovely in like a little, oh my God, another bodycon color block dress look i'm staring at it right now it's those hard block colors yeah oh we love the sweet but i remember when yeah she looked lovely she looked she everything was on point for the glass heart era everything was on point at the start and then just knew the song going to number four just sent everything into a tizzy so it just said leona lewis and it said collide and i remember whenever the abici stuff had happened it took about three or four days for everything to get sorted and then the new artwork was released and literally just said leona lewis dash of aging um, so it all got sorted I don't know if we can really blame that sort of controversy on why it didn't go to number one I think maybe people were were used to Leona releasing a certain kind of a song yeah you know, that's probably it too. but it's a massive massive shame and in the general public eye I think you know if, if you were to go up to someone and say can you name like an up-tempo Leona Lewis song most people would say I can't think of one when really she mm. has she's got some great up-tempo stuff on her she's got a Max Martin song on her second album that's incredible I don't know why they didn't release that as a single Collide should have done better Glass Heart from her album Glass Heart is incredible 
I just think there's a whole little, there's a little section of her that people don't, don't know no. about enough. So justice for Leona Lewis's club diva. I just don't know. I have, tr- I've tried to think in my head many, many times why, why this song hasn't had the justice that it deserved. But if I was to sit here and think about all the injustices <clears throat> that this many songs in these podcasts have been through. We'd be, all, we'd be here all day, Keith. We'd be here all day. It would send me into the deepest, darkest depression. Honestly, but... you'd, you'd never get a moment's peace again for the rest of your life. It's all about us speaking out, though, Mark, and making people aware uh-huh. of the problem. <laughs> we're, doing, we're doing our part. What's everyone else doing? You know? We're doing God's work. What have you we done are. today? <laughs> oh, my we God. really killed it. I live... I, do you know what? I don't know what's in the water. Maybe it's the restrictions. Living for that. But people's choices at the minute have been phenomenal. And this Ooh. is another one. So thank you. Oh, I'm Very so happy. Much. I'm really, really happy that you enjoyed it. And also that you have like nice memories of it as well. I was I was going through, I had like two in my head to, to potentially talk about. And I spoke to Ross about it actually today. I was like, Ross, I'm going on to Kate's podcast and I need to pick one. And I told them my two choices. And they were like, no, you need to talk about Collide. That needs to be the one that you talk about. So I was like, okay, cool. Well, thank you, Ross, for talking Mark into it because that was uh-huh. a great choice. Yes. Right. Well, folks, there you go. There's two choices. Multiple other songs talked in between, but those are the key ones. <laughs> Apologies, everyone. Yes. <laughs> oh, no, that's, that's literally what I do. Great choices. We cannot leave this podcast without telling you about the wonderful music you mightn't even be aware that's happening at the minute. So, Mark, what are you listening to at the minute? Right. Okay. I really wish that I had some you know, really left field, really random little indie artist that I could talk to you about. <laughs> but Kifa, today, the one and the only BB Rexa released a very shameless 90s Eurodance song called <laughs> Sacrifice. And I have been listening to it on repeat since I woke up at 7am this morning. So I, I, even if I had other artists to talk about, BB has, has strong-armed them out of my head. BB Rexa Sacrifice, I urge you all to go and listen and watch the video, which is vampire themed. Please go. <gasps> yes. Um, Liv. Yeah. I I have like my on and off days with BB Rexa. I don't know why. Oh, Keitha, I hate her. I hate her. I have no, I have no, I have no I have really no I have no loyalties to BB Rexa. Song's I like this song is it it does what Chromatica thinks it was doing. Oh, okay. Claim. There you go. Mm-hmm. <gasps> that uh-huh. is a big and a bold claim, which is going to make me go and listen yeah. to immediately. Well, I have I have many opinions on Chromatica. We don't have the time to talk about them no, today. But... We have to do an old special episode <laughs> specifically on Chromatica. But Michael Bradley is... also has some choice words about Chromatica, which I personally was not. I was living mm. for it because it was summer and i was outside and i could see people so i was like everything is well in the world yeah no he had some choice words for it too so we may need to do some extension to that yeah ms um ms rex are really pulled out of the bag with sacrifice and i urge you to don't listen to it on spotify i urge you to watch it for the first time with the video because the video is like it is it's very fun it's very pop with a capital p full stop no moss no fuss like gets in gets out does what it has to do so that's my recommendation love it i have been on a very dance vibe this week don't know what it is i'm getting very excited i think because the sun is out again i do i do wholeheartedly believe i may suffer from seasonal sadness seasonal affective disorder yeah we need to get you we need to get you a wee lamp a wee sad lamp Mm -hmm. i think a little bit of the sun rays being out and about have really awoken the endorphins in my body because now all I want to do is dance music and I've been caught many times around the house just very shamelessly dancing in very awkward ways around the house and to be honest I don't give a fuck anymore. Keitha you have to take your joy where you can get it in this current climate and if dancing gives you your joy then dance away my friend. And I think 
that being said, there's been some really great music at the minute. So to start with, on my dancey vibe, we're talking Bed by Joel Corey and David Guetta and the wonderful Ray. I can't believe I'm saying it, but it's wonderful. Have, sorry, okay, I've not listened to this, but have you listened to Ray's EP? Which one? Uh, e- sad, sad songs. Amazing. Sad songs. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Oh, done it. Yes. Sorry. Carry on. Yes. She's great. Then Paul Woodford, Wolford even, has a great song called Heat with the wonderful Amber Mark. Would recommend. Okay. I'll give Be that a good. listen. SG Lewis has a new song out called One More with Nile Rogers, and it is a vibe. Can we just got Nile Rogers on the song? That's a big That's- get. Thank you. That's a big get. Mm-hmm. Clara Amfo was like talking about it and being like, I can't believe like Nile Rogers is on this. Like, blah, blah. And I was like, I like S.G. Lewis. I do. But like Nile Rogers? Aren't you? That's <laughs> very impressive. Very impressive. I am also, I don't know why I'm going to say I'm disappointed in myself because I'm not. But Nick Jonas. Both of his songs are really, really good. Don't you be ashamed of yourself. Don't you be ashamed of yourself. Nick Jonas, I would argue, is the perfect pop mannequin. All we need him to do is deliver us, you know, an upbeat, well-crafted pop song. And he does that. I would say he he has about a 40%, 60% hit and miss rate. And at the minute, we're getting a a good hit rate. I have a sneaking suspicion about Nick Jonas. I see him as a stake in the grass when it comes to the Jonas Brothers. He is a sexy, sexy man. Mm. However, a snake in the grass. I wholeheartedly, now that I've thought about it, because I was like, why? Why the release of solo music recently? And I was like, hmm, let me think. With the Jonas Brothers, you know, the, the bringing back the Jonas Brothers has been received so well and everyone was so delighted. Why now? Well, I was having a wee think to myself. The last song that I can think of that anybody really gives a fuck about when it came to Nick Jonas's solo career career has been Levels, which was many, many moons ago. Mm -hmm. I'm like, has Nick Jonas used the Jonas Brother revival as a way to boost his solo career again? I believe that. For everyone to ponder on, which is why I say I'm disappointed because I think he might be a snake in the grass, but a damn good snake in the grass he is. Kifa, can I tell you this? And I, I don't want to. I don't want to make you jealous and, and break your heart. Did go you on. go see the Jonas Brothers on their tour? Yes, I did. Mark, what did you think? It was fabulous. So I went I because Kirsty. Was that tour? It was so good. It was I fab- fell in shock at how good that tour was. It was so Kirsty caught into the tickets and she was like, she's obsessed, like fully like cried the whole concert, like oh, thought it was funny her. to start with. And then I looked around and I was like genuinely quite worried about her. I was, like, need to get her help. Yeah. Kirsty, mm-hmm. like, it's not funny now, are you kids. Like, <laughs> and I was like, okay. Um, but it was like, because I lived for the Jonas Brothers back in the day, don't really care for their new stuff. But when they started playing all their old stuff. I just went straight back into being 16. And I was like, this is amazing. Everybody's part of this. <clears throat> See, I'm the opposite to you. I wasn't huge fan. I was a huge fan of theirs whenever I was younger. But whenever they like got older, I found their music a lot better. And I loved all of their solo stuff. But whenever they started playing Burning Up, I don't know what happened yes. to me. But I was like, I was like, oh, it was like the general hysteria of the entire arena, like started seeping through me. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God. Especially um, when they start doing the rap. Like, uh, uh, burning up in this place tonight. <laughs> oh, like, my God. oh my God. Don't I'm even, so excited. I'm, I'm already, the chills are coming back. No, it was, it was. It was a good concert. Absolutely incredible. So well done to the Jonas Brothers. Also made me completely reevaluate my levels of how much I fancied them all. Please and tell. Before I saw it, it would have been Nick, Joe, Kevin. Right. I, Joe, Kevin, next. <gasps> mm-hmm. that is a controversial opinion. Yeah, well, I'm going to tell you now. Anyone who disagrees with me, I say, 
go see them in concert. Nick, Mark, is, I will, and Nick I is, did. Do you know what I mean? Nick is <clears throat> Nick is on paper a beautiful, beautiful man. Just you know, there's nothing wrong with him. His physicality is such a boner killer. I literally say, like, I do not fancy you at all. I oh think my god, are. I so wholeheartedly disagree because oh, I no. used to fancy him no. hard when I was younger, and no, I fancy am. him hard, and then I was like. Oh, you know what? He's so like conventionally good looking now. Can't be bothered mm. with him. He came out and that suit. And I am telling you, I was long. like, I would die for you. You're so good looking. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to kick any of the three Jonas Brothers out of bed should the moment come to it. But I am saying now that it is going. It goes Joe, who I honestly almost evaporated into like. Uh, You're into, so like, attractive. Nothing but like. Oh, like I just like I was just going to evaporate into heart emojis as soon as I saw him. I was like, ah, oh, this doesn't make sense. Kevin had a nice sneak dog attack about him because I was like, oh my god, he's like a little dark horse. I was like, oh, hello, Kevin. Yes, look at you, look at you with your guitar. Yes, and then Nicholas. I just at my if anything, there was an inverse reaction to how I fancied him. See, I think I've been feeling that about him. I can't believe we're going to talk about him for so long, but I'm, I'm so and, happy that we've talked about I'm the Jonas this like the so- time. Apologies if you hate this, but this is everything in the middle. I think once he shaved the head, right, he went into full fuckboy territory and like not mm. good fuckboy, very much bad fuckboy vibes. Yeah. So I was like so over him. Like fuckboy with a PH, you know. Yeah. Him and Bianca, yeah. I find very costumey, like. Oh, yeah. No, I have, I have lots of issues with them as a couple. Yes. Yep. Not, yeah. Well, we could spend a whole podcast on that. Mm-hmm. However, so I was like, okay, a bit over him because like he's he's well too much fuckboy. Like he he knows he's good looking. We're done with him. Goodbye. But mm-hmm. he came out and I was just like melted. Melted. Well, Kefa, those kind of those those feelings don't go away. You know, you might think that they're gonna go away, but as soon as you've got your favorite artist in front of you, those feelings come straight back. So well, the only other person I was gonna say, music wise. So today is Friday that we're doing this, and. Another teenage heartthrob, not mine, has come back. And I've only listened to his new song once, but I'm actually, it might be good. I've been very much slating him at the minute. I've been like, he's over. Goodbye. Justin Bieber's brand new song is called Hold On. And it's, it might be very good. So don't take my recommendation on that. I just want to warn people, it might become a bit of a hit. Okay. I have not listened as of yet. Um, however, I will say I, I'm, I never have a problem with enjoying a Justin Bieber song. He's one of the only artists that I can divorce myself from his personality. Do you know what I mean? Mm. If, I, if, I hate most, if I hate an artist, usually I will just not listen to their music ever. It will not mean anything to me. Who, who Bieber, would that be? If I, Chris Brown. I would never oh, listen to a Chris yeah, Brown song. Um, Jessie J I would never listen to a Jessie J song um, although hate for her is a very very harsh word I just find her like terminally, terminally irritating yes um, let me think I'm having a bit of an iffy moment with Lana Del Rey at the minute due to all of her recent clownery. I just find her overhyped I always have well I really really loved her for a good decade but her behavior recently has been a little bit iffy so I feel a bit a bit like I feel wrong if I listen to her music now but the beads he could honestly I don't know slap my mother in the face and I would if he released a bop I would still be like you know what babes it's a bop I'll listen like I just yeah I'm so divorced from his personality see I love his music like genuinely love his music however mm-hmm. ever since Yummy and everything since has just been bleh that I've been like, no, not here for it. Everything died after the sorry era. And sorry sorry was just like, wow, this is Uh, a quite possibly close to a cultural reset here. But yeah, I think I'm just saying, yeah, he might be coming back into his own. So let's, let's all be, be be prepared. I can't even say that prepare for be bear. Prepare for be there. I like that. He Thank should, you, he should you should trademark that before he does. Also, I'm right, I he that I've only picked one song and I would like to recommend one other song to people, Please. which is Clouds by Slater. So <gasps> if you yes. 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 
So Clyde's by Slater would be another good one to listen to. But the main one is Sacrifice, Sacrifice. by Bebe. By Bebe, Rexa. Yes. Oh, oh. Yes. Okay, folks. Yeah. We could talk all day. We really could. We really could. But Mark, it has been wonderful to have you on this podcast. Thank you so, so much for doing it. Really it's appreciate it. It's actually been such an absolute dream. Oh, I'm repeating on myself. I can hear. But thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much for asking me. I've actually had so much fun. So delighted. Well, you I, come back anytime you want. Thank you anytime. so much. Yeah. Folks, again, just two wonderful songs. Let's all do ourselves this one good favor and go and listen to these wonderful songs. Also, wonderful recommendations. Tell me what order the Jonas Brothers you find hottest. Who are you agreeing with, myself and, or Mark? I will be watching. I will be watching to see what your results are because... I, I want to know, you know, stop, who's hotter? Stop sleeping on Kevin. Stop sleeping <laughs> on Kevin. That's my view. A hundred percent. Yes. You know the drill at this point. Both songs are on the playlist. No, this song, the playlist. Yes. Find on Spotify. Get on it. All the songs of all the episodes are on there. Bar one, Philly Donahue, we're looking at you. Also, follow us on Instagram at Know This Song. Follow Mark. At I am Mark. actually just going to check. Well, my personal um, Instagram is how very uh, with an underscore. Obviously, Ooh. I was going to say I'm too Irish, but I, we've got Northern Irish accents. So you just have to deal with it. It's how very <laughs> underscore. And then, if you want to listen to me and Ross's podcast, our Instagram is Celtic Queens of Pop. And you can find us on Spotify and such. All other available podcasting areas. Wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yes. Yes. I love you. I love you. I love you. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.